What is going on, everybody? You are listening to Jumpmaster, the number one Apex Legends podcast brought to you by OKBeast.com. I'm your Jumpmaster, Alex Van Aken, and joining me this week is my squad mate. We got Andrew Taylor at Papa Drew Bear. You know him from the Resident Evil podcast. You know him from Jumpmaster. What is going on, Andrew? Not a whole lot, but we have a lot of season four stuff to talk about mm-hmm. it's not been it's it's been officially announced today we were gonna record yesterday yeah. and then i think like an hour less than an hour less after we announced hour. that we that we were recording they dropped the news that today there was going to be a dev stream with the first details of of season four and so we waited and now we get to jump into all those fun details talk about the grand soiree event as well uh it, it's gonna we got some good questions too we got a new segment called Fly Together. It's going to be a good time. Of course, this is episode 30 of Jumpmaster. Jumpmaster is a bi-weekly Apex Legends podcast. Each episode, join us as we discuss the latest news, tips, tricks, and experiences as we jump into the Apex games. Uh, and yeah, let's, I mean, usually we get to the point where we, we, we do an Apex check-in right at the top. I mean, why don't we just talk about Grand Soiree, the arcade event? Yeah. Uh, it, it came with so many different game modes. And actually, as of this recording, uh, those modes are still active and, and kind of rotating. So yeah. let's just dive into it. Uh, it was a, a a new event, kind of tied to like 20s fashion a little bit. You know, it's a soiree. It's an old fancy party. Like that's kind of like the vibes that they, they gave us with the skins uh, and, and like just like it, it's been fun. Um, but the, the first mode that came out alongside this arcade event um was gold rush duos and i think we've played most of these modes if not all of them yeah um did you play gold rush yeah we did uh one match i think i might have played it with rihanna our friend that okay. we play with a lot um mm-hmm. i can't remember i think i only played like one match of that but i think i've tried every single mode except the dummy one I don't even know. Yes, which one that, that one's not out yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Dummy's Big Day. That's not live yet as of this recording. Okay. Um, I Gold, Gold Rush was fun. It it was not as I prefer some of the other ones. Like it was certainly fun. Like it, it was all golds and that sort of thing, um, but with regular armor. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. It was. I felt like the time to time to die was so quick because everyone had goals. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was the only negative for me was like, I felt like the matches were just over like so quick if you, if you didn't perform well. Yeah. Um, and it was like less of a back and forth. It was just like, Oh, I just got shredded because it's five minutes in and I have a white shield. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of that experience. It wasn't necessarily my favorite. Um, but let live, die, live. What do you think about this one? I, I kind of like this one. This was where I think we actually, so also, Side note, Andrew and I have started playing Apex Legends on PC. Yes. Um, and it's been very fun. Uh, we've been doing pretty well. We've gotten a few wins already. Recently well. Lived I Live, we played. I forgot we were even in that mode because I didn't die. Uh, but we were on PC. I got 10 kills. I felt really good. Um, but that was like the first match of Lived I Live. And I didn't really even get to experience it that much because I, I didn't die. And so it was like later on that I finally got to get the gist of it, which was... You know, every time you die, if you can, if you're one of your teammates survives until the circle starts closing in again, then you get to respawn. You get dropped back into the air yeah. and you get to land again and try again. Um, and they give you I a like gun that one too. And yeah, and it gives you, I think we got an R301. Yeah. And it came with like, I think maybe like 60 or 40 or 60 rounds. Yeah. Um, 
I enjoyed that mode a lot. We got a couple wins in that mode. I, it was towards the end. I felt like it was less, it felt more like a regular apex match, right? Yeah. Like it was really like the beginning to late to mid game that you really felt like the effects of, Oh, people are respawning. Um, but once the circle got to like, you know, final circle, it was, it felt normal, you know, uh, because it was so, so close quarters, the fights are happening so quick. You don't necessarily have time to wait for somebody to respawn, uh, unless you're really good at hiding or running, but I like that. Did you like that that mode? Because up next was third person mode. Yeah. Which I, yeah. I, I actually did uh, like live, die, live. Um, I like the concept of just trying to survive. And I know that probably some people might not have liked the aspect of say there's one person left on a squad and they just camp mm-hmm. and wait for their teammates to be revived. But I like that you didn't have to pick up their banner if they died. So like you can just keep running if say you're getting chased by like a team or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I liked that aspect of, of just being able to hold out for as long as possible. And then like your teammates just come back if you're able to survive. Uh, the third it person was a mode, really good mode to be playing Pathfinder as yes. Or octane. I felt yeah. like I played yeah. octane a lot when I played that mode. Um, the third person mode, I actually just remembered. I didn't play because okay. you guys said it was so bad. I did so, not like it at yeah. all. So I was like, all right. Cause I, I remember the day it came out, I didn't get a chance to try it and then I was going to try it. And then I remember Rihanna being like, yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, all right, I'll just wait for the next one. So, yeah, the thing about like this game being first person is that they can hide a lot of things yeah. that would maybe be perceived as clunky behind the camera mm. um, as far as like animations and stuff go. And when you pull that camera out from behind back to behind the player character, you see all of that. Yeah. Uh, and you realize that maybe it's not as like smooth as you as Bad you perceive as you it to it be. Is. Yeah, because yeah. everything's designed to look really good in that first person mode. Um, and so that was like, I appreciated that they did that because it was like, I feel like it was like they took a risk kind of like, and, yeah. and I appreciated that. And I wouldn't be opposed to having that mode come back. Like if not just for the novelty of it, but I did not personally enjoy that mode, um, as much as maybe I thought I was going to when it was first mm-hmm. announced. Um, yeah, the game just meant for first person. It's designed around a first person shooter. Yeah. And when you pull that camera out, it just, oof. but they're trying something you know exactly like yeah it's, yeah it would each each of these modes lasted two days or so and so like they're just trying stuff and i'm sure there are a group of people out there that enjoyed that mode but yeah i agree with you it's once you pull that back and you notice that it's not as smooth as is as it is in first person mode that you you know it's you know a little bit more clunkier than you mm-hmm. expected but yeah i mean i liked I liked just the fact that they're trying stuff and they're doing exactly. that in like a very quick fashion. Uh, up next was always be closing. Um, yeah. That event was the circle was moving from the start pretty quickly. Um, and like, it was funny because at the start, normally you have like, um, normally you have like a countdown before the circle closes and then you have another yeah. two or three minutes. It just started with a circle countdown. Like it was closing already when you land and it's <laughs> instead of like two minutes, it's like seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, Oh, we got to go. Yeah. Cause it's on the other side of the map. I would play the call. I, I was kind of indifferent on that mode. Yeah. I think after a few, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to just play normal mode now, you know? Whereas like some of the other ones I felt like were a little more the modifications and like the alterations to the game mode were, more distinct i think like 
Um, I'm just going to jump to Armed and Dangerous because that's the one. That's like <laughs> Armed and Dangerous is what it's all about. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Armed and Dangerous. It's shoddy snipers. That is that is probably my second favorite mode in Apex besides like, you know, the normal Battle Royale mode. Mm-hmm. Um, Armed and Dangerous is so much fun. I don't know. I, like did, we, we raved about it back on Kings Canyon. I think that was that was one of the first episodes you were on, actually. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. What do you feel like now that it was on World's Edge? Because this map, a lot bigger, a lot more reliance on snipers, I feel like. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? Well, when we played it, we were playing it on PC. Uh, yeah, I we were. specifically playing that mode on PC. Um, I enjoyed it just because World's Edge is so much more vast than King's Canyon. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're yeah. able to get, like, those, those like, long-range shots and... And the sniper feels more warranted yeah a little bit absolutely um i mean it was it, it seemed more chaotic actually which is kind of strange to think because i don't know i think i think a lot of teams were just kind of posting up and waiting for other people to just run by because they have snipers now and everyone mm-hmm. either doesn't have a shield or they have a white shield and so like you can knock anyone with one to four hits you know what i mean like mm-hmm. One to four, one to five, whatever. I got knocked several times just by somebody headshotting yeah. me. I'm like, well, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like I, there, I, I, I didn't. They hit me one shot and I'm down. Like, yeah, there was but, a dude that we were fighting. He had a Kraber. Just like yeah. one shot. <laughs> we so, eventually got him, I think. But, yeah. But it was yeah. like a couple of us went down like three times to- or two times. Yeah, I went down and, twice or three yeah, times. Yeah, and... I think I just got a lucky shot with the charge rifle, hit him in the head and just shredded him and he went down. But it was like, he was like, you know, harassing us for almost the length of an entire circle. Like we were just trying to press in. We were near capital city and we were trying to press in towards fuel depot. Maybe I can't remember where we were going. Yeah. It was Um, over by geyser. It was like, we're, Oh, it wasn't your geyser. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And oof, it was, it was rough. Yeah. It was, it was that big hill. That is in between Geyser and Capital City. Yeah, yep, you're right. Um, and just the way the circle is positioned, I think we had to go through that canyon. We couldn't get to the cave to get around. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> yeah, that dude um, had range. But yeah, um, yeah, but it yeah. was fun though. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think some of that competition, some of that like chaos, comes from just the higher level of skill on PC. You know that mm-hmm. people can achieve and. Uh, it's been, it's been refreshing to kind of play against that a little bit. Yeah. So very, very excited for that. Uh, and then tonight as we're recording, um, we haven't played it yet or I haven't at least Kings Canyon after dark. This is the one that I'm looking forward to the most Oh wow! because I miss Kings Canyon so much. Um, have you played this yet? I have not. I actually didn't even know that this was a part of, I, I, mu- I must not have paid attention very well to the the live uh or not the live but the event video that they put out like last week i must not have paid attention i didn't even know that this is a thing mm-hmm. yeah. um so yeah it's it's king's canyon at nighttime uh I, I really like the that they like kept that around from the halloween event like i think having day time of day differences in the game could be really fun yeah um and I, i'm glad they kind of are bringing that back would you like to see weather i oh i'd love to see weather yeah yeah sandstorms over in skull town yeah. snowstorms and world's edge like that could be really cool yeah I, I would love that honestly um but and and they did we'll get into it in a little bit but they in season four 
they're kind of teasing like some changes to world's edge so we can get into that in a little bit yeah um but then then the last mode is dummies big day um have not played that yet um looks like it could be fun but eh, i don't know i'm not really i'm not really jiving for it i, I really just want to play king's canyon after dark yeah but, same but yeah, so that's kind of the Grand Soiree arcade event really boiled down to to the, the arcade modes. Um, there were, of course, you know, cosmetics and stuff. I really like that Pathfinder cosmetic. He's got the bow tie on, the little tux on. Yeah. Uh, I think I might buy that one before the cool event's scan. over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get into the the big news, the season four news. Um, Apex Legends season four is called Assimilation. It's coming February 4th. We're going to get all, into all the details in just a second. But first, just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, of course, if you want to, you can review us on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out um, and just kind of brings more visibility to Jumpmaster uh, for people that are looking for an Apex Legends podcast. Um, and then uh, you can you can subscribe to us. That really helps us out. Really on any platform, if there's a way to, to do that sort of thing, it really, really makes a difference for us. Um, and yeah, we appreciate you doing that. Uh, of course, we got a new review from Respect. Um, speaking about our skill-based matchmaking conversation, give us a five star. Um, and yeah, thank you for that review to respect. We really appreciate that. Of course, if you take time to leave us a review, uh, we will, we, we will shout you out. Uh, of course, check out the OKBs podcast every Monday along with videos and more over at OKBs.com and youtube.com slash OKBs. I just finished, um, the edits on a new video series that's coming soon. So stay tuned, go subscribe over there. I'm, I'm really excited um, to kind of show off what I've been working on for the past few months. It's, it's unlike anything I've done before. And I think it's going to be a, a really cool thing. So I'll keep you all more up to date on that as it comes out. But, uh, for now, stay tuned. OKBeast.com. Uh, and, uh, of course, every Monday we stream the OKBeast crew streams over at, uh, twitch.tv slash OKBeast. Now, Andrew does join me when we play Apex and actually when we play other games too, you've joined several times, Andrew, on those streams and it's yes. always been a good time. So if you're looking for another Twitch streamer, um, or if you just want to kind of connect with the, the jump master community more, uh, come over Monday nights, twitch.tv slash. Okay. Beast. Now, uh, we stream a variety of games, apex legends. I think this week we, this upcoming, we, we might be streaming the new Tim Tim game, which is like a, a Pokemon MMO sort of thing. I think that's going to be next on, on the stream on Monday night. Uh, and then of course you can support us at patreon.com slash. Okay. Beast, uh, and get involved there and help fund all of these projects that we do really helps us out. And we, we really appreciate that. Gener- really appreciate that generosity. I'm talking too fast, Andrew. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I, I'm stumbling. I'm, I'm excited. I, t- <laughs> I talk too fast in general, but then when we get like these news about like season four, I'm like, uh, and I, it's, I start- it's coming. It's real soon. It's coming. So let's just, let's get into the, the details of this. Yeah. The new legend is called forge. Yeah. What are your first impressions? I loved his design. Um, he's like, if, if for listeners out there who haven't seen him yet, I definitely recommend just Googling him or whatever is pulling up, pulling him up on Twitter maybe, but he's, he's kind of like, uh, like a cyborg. Like yeah. half, half of his, like his, one of his arms is like a cy- cy- cybernetic arm, which is really cool and kind of looks like Cable or like yeah. Jax from Mortal Kombat. Kinda, it, yeah, it's a really cool design. I really dig what they got going on. He's like an MMA fighter, but like mm-hmm. slash cy- cybernetic arm. I don't know. Um, they were getting into Forge's lore. Yeah. Um, talking about this is the first legend in apex legends who is corporate sponsored yeah so he's going to be sponsored by hammond robotics uh so if you've played titanfall you know that name 
Um, and so he is like a, it's like, we're getting into like the outer world's territory with like corporate sponsored fighters. Yeah. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense for apex legends and like an arena setting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's going to be super cool. Uh, yeah, he's the, they on stream. They described forge as the five time hyper fighting federation champion. Uh, in short forge is an MMA fighter. We don't have any clue as to, um, to like specifics on or anything yeah. abilities, but they did say in, in a description, they said confident yet humble Forge uses his size, strength and heavy duty shatter gauntlets to batter his opponents into submission. So Ooh. based on the character design, based on that description kind of seems like his shatter gauntlets are going to be some sort of melee focused ability. Maybe have you played, you remember, um, oh, what's that character ruin and call of duty black ops. Who can kind of jump yeah. up in the air and, and slam down and kind of causes like a ripple effect? Yeah, with yep. his hands, it's like a size, uh, a, a seismic, seismic. Yeah, like a seismic attack, yeah. sort of. I wonder if like Forge has something like that. Like maybe he jumps up in the air, slams down, and disorients people, slows them. That'd be cool. Stuns them. Yeah, stuns them. Like I don't, I don't know what that would look like, but I'm, I like the idea of somebody who is like a hand, close hand, like combat fighter. And them being introduced in this this game that is all about like long range weapons, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's exciting. That could I feel like that could shake up yeah some of that, especially for like know. people who are more aggressive uh, and really want to get into the fight. Maybe he's like he he kind of reminds me a little bit of Gibraltar, not mm-hmm. not not just in his design too, because they kind of have like the whole a more uh, trim Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not as beefy, but also beefy in a different sense yeah yeah but like also like maybe he's more like close combat kind of thing i don't know but like they literally just tease what he looks like and so mm-hmm. you know well i'm just imagining no <laughs> playing in skull town is forge i got my peacekeeper yeah. i've got assuming the shatter gauntlets have some sort of like melee focused ability whether it is an ultimate or a tactical yeah. Just like getting up in people's faces with a peacekeeper and a melee focused ability. Like that could be really fun. Yeah. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I remember when Doomfist was introduced to overwatch. Uh, Doomfist is a, is a very similar character design mm-hmm. um, and how that kind of shook up the meta for overwatch in some interesting ways and inter- introduced like almost fighting game esque mechanics to overwatch. Uh, and honestly that could be like a similar it won't be to the to the extent of that because just the way that Overwatch works, but like, yeah, maybe it shakes up Apex's meta a little bit, and that could be really cool because we've been in like the sniper rifle meta for a long time yeah. or long range meta. Maybe this new uh, character Forge maybe brings it back on the other side of the of the pendulum. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, we're also getting. I'm kind of going in chronological chronological order of what was announced. There's a new battle pass um, that is kind of, you know similar to what we've gotten before they didn't really say anything else um but expect 100 levels of of rewards uh, including you know weapon skins uh character skins weapon charms background music that sort of stuff um i feel like the next the, the next big piece of news is the new weapon right yeah yeah uh so this is this is a new weapon is a bolt action sniper rifle called the sentinel what were your first impressions on it being a sniper rifle um i mean we have a decent handful of sniper rifles already. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
I've always been a fan of bolt action rifles. Like, I think they're the coolest thing ever. Um, you know, shoot it, cog it back, put another round in the chamber. It's always, you know. it feels like really like, if it feels know, badass. Like, yeah. It feels it really like badass. Really sad and and like, like yeah. chunky and weighty. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. the bolt action rifle from Resident Evil four, uh, shout out. Um, it's interesting but, we got this because the last weapon we got was the charge rifle. Yeah, which is essentially a sniper rifle as well. So maybe this is just a tease for like the beginning of this season. Like, hey, here's another sniper rifle. But maybe it has like multiple purposes to it. Like, yeah, um, and they kind of hinted at that. Yeah, if you want to read the description. Yeah, the description says, quote, cut through your enemy's armor before they ever see you coming. So we'll get in, into that in a second. Yeah. Um, some of the facts that they actually talked about, like without conjecture, they said um, it has a charge mechanic of some sort, um, and it seems and there's like a, an alternate fire mode of some sort, mm-hmm. and they didn't get into they didn't get into specifics past that, but the fact that it has an alternate fire mode, they're mentioning uh, it has like sort of a charge mechanic. What if, what if, and they also mentioned something about, um, you know taking regular shots and maybe waiting for a big shot. So it seems like this is kind of like maybe a rail gun of sorts. Like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. First, first firing mode is like regular sniper. Second firing mode is like a charged rail gun. Maybe like that, like, and this is where, this is where I'm getting into a lot of conjecture based on the, the description cut through your enemy's armor. What if this sniper rifle ignored shields? That'd be OP, probably too OP. I but. think it'd be too OP. <laughs> like the more I think about it, like I think I think I'm getting too into the weeds on that. But like, yeah. What if there was some play on like maybe the alternate firing mode does more damage to shields, does extra damage to shields? Maybe say let's say the charge shot, something like a disruptor. If you're able to hit the charge shot, and, yeah, or maybe the charge shot itself is like a hop up that you have to find. So maybe mm. you don't get that mode right off the bat once you pick up this gun. And this Something, also well, then might be, what, what's the difference between that and like a Havoc? True. With a select fire. Yeah. You know? I don't know. But maybe this is a gold weapon. Might be a new gold weapon. Um, so we'd have two bolt action sniper rifles? Yeah. The Kraber and this. The Kraber is bolt action, isn't it? I never used the Kraber. Um, yeah, so, it, it's it, well, it has multiple shots. You more shoot than it. One. Yeah, there's four shots. You shoot it. He pulls it back or whoever pulls mm. it back, puts another round in the chamber. This um, is more so one at a time. This yeah, one. it's one at a time. Yeah. So maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's a gold weapon. Maybe it is just a regular weapon that you can pick up and then get the hop ups for the charge shot. Um, yeah, maybe the charge shot if you're able to hit it because bolt action is, you know, it's a very slow rate of fire one shot at a time if you're able to hit the charge shot takes the shields all the way off maybe yeah something like that i don't know but they didn't really get into it (laughs) obviously we can read into it as much as we want we won't know (laughs) we won't know until february 4th but you know speculation is fun yeah for sure um up next they announced that there are updates coming to ranked mode uh, via ranked series three, uh, there is a new a, a new tier in ranked. It yeah. is it is replacing the spot of Apex Predator, so it'll go um, platinum, diamond, and now master tier. Yeah. Um, and so 
Master Tier is taking the spot of Apex Predator. Apex Predator is becoming a new on top. Like after after you get Master, you can have Apex Predator. And Apex Predator is the is means you're in the top 500 on your leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you once unlike if you get to Master, you can't fall below Master. But if you get to Apex and somebody else, you know, is earning more RP than you and and beats your score, and you're no longer top 500. You'll get booted out of Apex Predator. Yeah, so it's like this new like, like yeah. it's an it's a reason like before in ranked, like you would hit Apex Predator and you'd be like, Okay, I'm done. I got the title, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas this is like, oh, I gotta keep going for it, you know. It's you're more invested in ranked, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, and there's a new thing also um called ranked splits. So there's now gonna be two ranked each ranked series is now gonna have two splits. So uh one half of the season uh, you will have your rank and then you'll have a soft reset. And then the second half of the, of the season will be the second split and you'll yeah. have another chance to climb the ladder and that sort of thing. But don't forget that's on Kings Canyon. So yeah. from March 24th to May 5th, if you're playing ranked, you're actually going to be playing on Kings Canyon, which I think is pretty cool. I know yeah. that some and people the first might split will be like on world's that, edge. Hey. I like that a lot. Yeah, so I, I, I am. I'm the more that they got into how ranked is being changed, the more I was like, I think I'm gonna grind like this next season and like yeah. try to. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to get in the top 500. I know I'm not there, but like I just like the idea of what they're doing with it. So if they're trying uh, to improve yeah. it, that's all that matters. But I also like the fact that hey, we're doing this to this the split thing. Second half is going to be on King's Canyon, which I think is cool. So it gives people the option to play. Okay, if I want to play regular, I'll play on World's Ed- Edge. If I want to play on ranked, I'll go to King's Canyon. I think that's cool. So, oh yeah, I didn't even think about. I wonder if I wonder if the default map in season four will be for the first half will be King's Canyon, and if yeah. you want to play World's Edge, you play ranked. Yeah, maybe. And then it flips. That, that could be could a fun be, way. That could be cool. Yeah. Because that they've been like struggling with what to do, like they don't want to split the player base, but they're already splitting the player base with ranked. Yeah. So what if you just made augmented it that way? Yeah. yeah where they're kind of teeter tottering. I mean, they did talk about uh, the developer or like the main designer on the game. He talked about a lot of huge changes coming to World's Edge. Yeah. So yeah. in my eyes, I just think of that as like, okay, this is another season three situation where it's like, it's not going to be the whole you know, the flyers and like the big beasts or whatever, but maybe Hammond robotics comes in and they want to remodel everything, you know, something cool like yeah. that, something involving the lore. Cause I feel like, I feel like apex has done a really good job with like lore so far. Cause we, mm-hmm. we've gotten a lot of cool, like little animated videos and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if you can implement that like directly into the game, and not say have like a story mode or anything, but like season four is being sponsored by Ham Robotics. It's like they come in and like do some weird stuff. Maybe they rig the match or something. I don't know, like some cool lore or backstory or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Just speculation. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Um, I wonder if they would. I'm trying to think of where they would do it. I feel like Epicenter, like north of Epicenter, there's a lot of room. Um, yeah. also like South, like near lava city and stuff. Like maybe, I don't know, like places I don't that really, aren't as busy. Yeah. I don't go to that area of the map that much. Like South, yeah. I, I will drop at the tree every now and then, but that the last time I went to like, um, like lava, lava city. city or even, um, 
Lava Pit, I think, is what it, I, I I don't I don't I never dropped there. Like I can't remember the name. Yeah, like, that's how I think I know. I it's like there. the bottom, like, bottom left. Yeah, yep, that portion. Like no one, I don't want to say no one drops there. I dropped there early there. on because I was like, oh, fire, that's yeah, new, that's cool, and <laughs> I just feel like the flow is so much better when you're mid to north. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. Yep. Uh, also really cool. They are if you um kind of rewards are going to be based on highest rank you achieve. So if one season you do better than the other, they'll give you kind of the benefit of the doubt and give you the rewards for the higher rank that you got. And if you can maintain that rank across both splits, you get an animated badge. So I'm, I imagine the way it'll work is if you, let's say you hit gold and split one and then you hit platinum and split two, you'll get the rewards for, for platinum, but you'll get the animated gold badge since you got, gold or higher both both splits does that make sense yeah no it makes sense i feel like that's how how it's going to work they didn't really get into specifics but that's cool um there's gonna be year one login rewards on february 4th uh there's gonna be a paper crane gun charm uh, and there's gonna be three badges that you can earn uh depending on when you like join the game it seemed like when you came into the game that's what they said um and then there's gonna be an xp boost as well available yeah and i believe that's february 4th um, I, I'm curious if it'll be like a two or three day window or if it's just that day, I'm not sure. Um, but make sure you're playing, uh, that day. And then, yeah, we already talked about it, but big map changes coming to world's edge. Um, I'm and is it similar to changes seen in Kings Canyon? Yeah. So I'm pumped. Yeah. I, 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 I'm really, really stoked. Like next episode's going to be awesome. <laughs> me too. Me too, man. <laughs> Um, then they got a global apex global series. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but they are saying that there's 12 live locations coming and there's an online qualifier on PC this weekend. Um, the first two premier events for this new like esports global series for apex are happening in April in Paris. And then the second is in at the end of May in Bucharest. Uh, I, I would really love, I live in Denver. So I'd love if like one came near me, I'd love to go see an apex tournament. That'd be yeah. so cool. You're going to like a Call of Duty tournament this weekend. This yeah, weekend, aren't you? yeah. Uh, the Minnesota Rocker—they're having their opening launch for Call of Duty League this weekend in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, and I'm going on Sunday, so I'm very excited to check that out because I've never been really into the whole esports scene. And so, yeah, I agree with you. Having something like this where there's all these different locations and different events for like apex. That'd be really cool that now, uh, Minneapolis actually did have the X games here this last summer mm. and apex was the main esports game that was being, presented I remember that. There. So yeah. I, I didn't go, I didn't get a chance to go or anything, but I would love for them to have like a bunch of cool events across America and across the world, you know, for fans of the show and fans of the game to check out. That'd be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of new stuff, let's get into our new segment uh, called Fly Together. Uh, this actually comes from a listener. A listener suggested this, and I really, we really like this idea. Uh, Ernest Mitchell, shout out to Ernest. Uh, Ernest wrote in on Twitter and told us, I think it would be great to add an Apex team-up section to Jumpmaster where players can ask for teammates to play with. You can start with me. All right. All right, Ernest, we'll start with you. Uh, Ernest's PSN account is Oblivious Touch. That's exactly how it sounds. Uh, exactly how it sounds. No spaces. Oblivious touch. Uh, Ernest says, "I'm Diamond Four and looking for a consistent team, and I live in Central Time Zone in America. So if you are in Central Time, you're you're 
you're committed to getting better and consistent. You can hang with diamond players. Ernest is looking for some some jump masters, some jump, some squad mates. Uh, again, his PSN is Oblivious Touch. So if you want to be featured in Fly Together, make sure to email us hello at okbeast.com or tweet us at okbeastnow with your info, and we will uh, try our best to kind of uh, be good aggregates for that and, and kind of get the, the community playing together. I think that'd be really yeah. cool. So Yeah, I just want to say something really quick about this. I love this idea because I actually did something very similar where I reached out to um, Kind of Funny because they did this on like their Kind of Funny Games Daily, mm-hmm. where it was like Squad Up or whatever. And I reached out and I was like, hey, I play Siege on PC. Here's my username. Uh, and a bunch of people actually reached out to me. They're like, hey, like, I'm down to play. I actually like wasn't able to play with any of those people because every time I'd log in and message them, they'd be like, already full or whatever. Uh, and then... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I eventually ran into Mike who Alex you've played with on siege before. And that was like over a yep, year and a half yep. ago. And Mike and I are really good friends now. So like, yeah, we've met him well, in we've person. Met him in he person lives now. in Boston. I am actually going to PAX East and I'm going to be staying with him. So like, that's the second time I've, I've met him too. Uh, cause I went to PAX East last year and it was yeah. through something similar so, to like, this. This, this stuff is cool. Be vigilant. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. give everybody a trust. But fill you can fill meet it some out cool for a couple months. Kind of I, 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 Mike and I, yeah, yeah, Mike <laughs> and I anybody your address like every day the first for time like you four or five months. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to PAX. He's like, oh, I live in Boston. You can come stay with me. So it was like, it was cool. And now I'm really good friends with him. And that's over a year ago. So, yeah, you can build some pretty cool friendships with this sort of stuff. So, yeah, definitely don't be afraid to throw your, uh, your PSN or your origin id out there and play with some people yeah Yeah, xbox yeah so thank you Ernest, for this great idea make sure to hit up Ernest on psn very cool oblivious touch very cool uh let's get into listener questions of course if you want to be on the show uh writing your questions via the same avenue that you send us your fly together uh you can tweet us at okbeastnow with the hashtag jumpmaster or email us hello at okbeast.com with the subject line jumpmaster questions uh, of course, Brian Lords writes in uh, saying, what's your favorite character? What's your favorite? Uh, what's your updated favorite character? I started getting into Octane, which I didn't think would happen. So what's your story with this, Andrew? Who is it? Like, I, I feel like you are a Wraith. I'm still you're kind, still of, a kind wraith of a Wraith main. main. Um, for a while, I was like, man, I really like Bangalore. I just like that aspect that she has where if she is getting shot at she's going to move faster and that she has smoke and i love the whole you know dip out as soon as you can fast as you can sort of aspect to her so um yeah i mean it's hard to say i mean updated updated fave character (laughs) um yeah like i feel like they've remember when the game originally came out and a lot of the hitboxes were way off and like that kind of, yeah, I don't want to say broke things for a while, but like there was definitely some frustration there from the community. So I'm really glad that they updated that for every single character. His other portion of the question here is like striking distance. You try to maintain being a less skilled player. I have to play a little bit close and tight and hope to get the drop on people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. I'm no, sorry go about ahead. That. Read that part. Yeah. So what's your striking? What's your what sort of striking distance do you try to maintain? Being a less skilled player, I have to play a, a bit up close and tight and hope to get the drop on people. Uh, I avoid distance slash G seven slash charge rifle gameplay. 
Um, so I'll answer the first part real yeah. quick, and then we can talk about the second part together. Um, my favorite updated character is... Well, I started the game playing as Pathfinder, and for the first month, I, I main Pathfinder. And then I switched to Bangalore for... Man, probably while, six yeah. or seven months for a long, maybe more like for a long time. I was like a Bangalore main and I got like thousands of kills as Bangalore. It was great. And then slowly I started seeing people do more like more like trick shoddy stuff with like Pathfinder, like hitting the jump, like as his grappling hook hits the ground and kind of propels you into the air. That's sort of like more like technical stuff. I really enjoyed uh, watching and I was like, man, I need to get back into Pathfinder. Like, I was like a pretty skilled mm-hmm. Pathfinder. I felt like, like I was always pretty good at Pathfinder and kind of really attached myself to that character early on and very quickly and kind of was pretty good at, at that kit. Um, and so I kind of over time just got back to be, being Pathfinder again. And now for the past, I feel like five months I've been kind of back to being a Pathfinder main. Um, and I feel like I've, I've really gotten good at Pathfinder and, and I'm, I can do a lot of the technical stuff really well. Um, and consistently. And so that's just yeah. kind of who I play now. Um, I really, I, 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 I want to get into Gibraltar more. Um, I, and I, and I have recently when, when friends need to do Pathfinder challenges or whatever, I'll, I'll just switch over to, to Gibby. Um, because I like that mortar. I like that shield. I like the gun shield, honestly. Um, yeah. and so yeah, that's I, kind uh, of what, who I'm kind of rocking. This last lately. week I was actually experimenting a lot with caustic and I, I used him, yeah, I used him for yeah, a while, like on King's Canyon, not like I'd would with like Wraith or Bangalore, but I was like, you mm-hmm. know, I'll get- I played a lot of Caustic. That's a good point. Yeah. I played a lot of Caustic on King's Canyon ever since yeah. World's Edge and came out. I like out, the I stuff not. that you can do with his, his barrels that he has. Like the other day when we were playing with Reese, she went down and I threw down a barrel like to her left and to her right. And I shot both of them and they couldn't try to finish her off because they were super thirsty. Like they just wanted to kill mm-hmm. her to get the kill. I was like, okay, this is great. Yeah. So I slid in and I got her up and then she fell back and I fought them. So I, I like how his barrels can create distance and you don't always have to set them around like corners to like get the drop on people. Obviously you can still do that, but like I liked that I was able to throw them out during a fight, shoot them, create some distance between me and the other player and like just kind of, yeah, like get my teammate, teammate back. Exactly. Gives you space to breathe. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, like, you know, I I know it says, like, what's your favorite updated character, but, like, I'm glad that I'm, even a year after this game, I'm still finding cool things I can do with the characters that I was originally given with. Well, dope. Uh, Let's go to the second part of the question, which is, what sort of striking distance do we maintain? That's kind of changed with the maps. World's Edge is way more vast, like, way longer shots. Yeah. I'm, I, I usually, lately... I've really enjoyed R301 mm. and Charge Rifle. Um, just like the, the, I just love the R301. I've always loved it. It's been, it's probably my yeah. favorite weapon in the game um, consistently. And I, I play a lot with the R99 too, but as of late, I've just kind of been going more for R301 over R99. And that Charge Rifle just, even though it got nerfed, like it, it still mm. shreds. Um, and I'm, I like that there's those iron sights built into it. Like I really like the iron sights on that gun. It's essentially yeah. a red dot. You know what I mean? Um, and if you can get a two to four times on that, that's oof, it's over. Uh, and so I, I really like that combo and that kind of striking distance that mid to long range is feeling really good right now. For me, it's definitely close to mid range. Um, that's just how I am. I like to be aggressive. I like to get in there, but I'm never afraid to give long range a shot. Um, you know, it's good to practice with 
you know, different play styles, different fight styles, whatever. And so I, you know, like the last couple of weeks, I've been practicing with like the Kraber. Like the other night, I was playing with the uh, the triple take. And so I, I I use those guns a lot when I was like on Kings Canyon, and I probably should have been using them a lot more when I first got to World's Edge, but even though we're late into the season now, I'm glad that I'm able to get a hang of those guns so that I have a more mm-hmm. diverse loadout and I don't always have to trust like the same guns that I get every single time. I'm like you. I like the 301 now than I have ever before. Like I, I like it way more than I have ever before because uh, I used to love the R99, but it's just, I don't know, it's just not clicking with me anymore. So I'm glad that there's different little changes that are being made with the guns and so you kind of like cycle things in and out and so i like that feeling of being having a different loadout pretty much every single time for sure well let's get into the next question this next one comes from uh bobby muldoon bobby asks uh season three's meta to me was largely based on sniping i really love this because i'm not that great in close combat but was able to drastically increase my average damage and kills by focusing on ranged combat i believe they'll aim to change that up that meta up in season four so what are your expectations well I don't know. They're introducing another sniper yeah, rifle. So. Seems like they really want you to keep I'm, that that distance between you and other teams. But there's like like we talked about before. There's map changes coming, so who knows? Maybe there's more close quarters combat this time around. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's really kind of expectations. I do think they'll change up the meta in some way, keep it fresh. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it seems like with the, I mean with the inclusion of a new sniper, it seems like they're still wanting to kind of push that meta but maybe that could change slightly especially if it's a if if the meta becomes the sentinel if the sentinel is like the Mm -hmm. sniper you want and that has a slower rate of fire maybe there's maybe it's more easy to close distance on people um that could kind of change the meta a little bit versus having like somebody who has a g7 or um or a longbow or charge rifle who can just keep Mm -hmm. nailing you you know what i mean if it's a single fire bolt action that can maybe change yeah. up things but i don't know isaac writes in i'm hyped for the new rotating game modes what if apex legends tried a 2v2 gunfight limited oh 2v2 gunfight limited time mode would be awesome i do like that idea just set it on like i'm trying to think of where they would do it train yard maybe that could be a good one the mirage voyage like just do a 2v2 mode <laughs> that'd be fun right. yeah that could be really fun um isaac continues i've been playing modern warfare a bit and uh, that is the most fun game mode I've ever played. Could you imagine a 2v2 gunfight at the firing range or training ground? Oh, that's a great idea. That's a good idea. Uh, with different characters and their abilities. Everyone starts with the same gun and health uh, and maybe even occasionally just fists. Uh, you may have to make the, the abilities charge a little faster so the characters would have a chance to use them. Um, I know this will never happen, but it's fun to think about the possibilities. I wouldn't, I would say, I wouldn't say never. Yeah. I think they're proving with these limited time modes that... Um, they're really serious about providing some fun and, and they're not afraid to shake things up yeah. with a third, like look at the, the third person mode. Like that's, yeah. that's something kind of pretty wild yeah. that you maybe wouldn't have expected. Going back to the dev stream real quick. One thing I really appreciated that they pointed out during that was that the first season did not go out the way they planned. And I yeah. love the transparency that they were putting out there, like during that stream. And so to see them like try all these different little modes to kind of get people to come back constantly, I really appreciate. And so because like we we didn't get any of that in season one, but now we're almost to season four and like the latest event is 
different modes that you're getting every two days. Like, I think that's really cool. And so like, maybe they're, maybe there's stuff that they can experiment with and maybe two V two is one of those things that they might try, you know, down the line. And I'd really love to see them do that just because they know that variety is what gets people to keep coming back. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking at the rest of our questions here. We've got a lot. Um, I'm going to go next to, to Cody. Cody says, what's up guys. I love the show. Uh, thank you, Cody. Uh, what would you guys think about the legends being classes? Example, you can choose Mirage and then completely build and customize the character to your liking, uh, like fallouts customization with certain body frames for each character. So the hitboxes remain the same. That it sounds cool. Yeah. But it sounds like a totally different game. Yeah. From what apex is. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying, I was trying to think of like, Oh, maybe a limited time mode where you could do that, but that's a lot of work for a limited time. Mode. Yeah. That's, that's more of like a, you're that, like changing the, the DNA of the yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. Like and that's like, something that should have been implemented like from the get go. If you wanted something yeah. like that, it's a really cool idea. I do like that idea a lot. I, I do just don't, like that. Yeah. I don't think it would be implemented, but I, it would be cool if like you could, Oh, I'm going to be Gibby, but I've got Wraith's abilities and I'm going <laughs> to, I don't wild. know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that could be really fun, but I think that's a different game. Yeah. Um, but I like where your head's at, Cody. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty cool thing. Um, Joshua writes in, Hello, OK Beast. I want to give a counterpoint to this uh, skill-based matchmaking subject that was brought up in the last podcast. You guys talked about how it is probably the best experience to play in ranked mode right now in Apex because you play against people of similar skill level. This, I think, is the main reason people want a change to skill-based matchmaking. Right now, high-level players are playing ranked games and playing in sweaty predator lobbies and then want a break from that grind. They queue up for Apex and are in matches with the exact same players. Do you think that the way uh, skill-based matchmaking is set up right now needs to be changed? Many high-level players feel that ranked and play Apex are the same exact game modes, but one is for a ranked status. Yeah, I've been thinking more about what we said last episode that I've been kind of that now that I've been getting back into the game a lot more. And I do kind of feel you have a good point, Josh. Like, I think originally my my stance was like, hey, you know, fair is fair, you know, deal with it. You know, that's kind of like the long and short of it. That was my thoughts on skill based matchmaking. Um, I am kind of feeling a little, I, I, I'm willing to say that I am starting to feel a little differently. I think I still fall where I've, where I was last time, but I, I definitely am more understanding of, of the fact that, Hey, like this is, I would like to just play a, have a game mode where I can just relax, you know? No, Um, I, ever since we recorded last episode, I, I'm the same way. I thought about it a little bit more where I'm like, yeah, there's, there's some little tweak in here that can be made. I know it can be made a little bit better for those who just want to have a casual experience. And then those who really want to grind ranked or like yeah. play against the best of the best. Cause like everyone loves competition. Well, at least, you know, some people do, but, um, the, you know, we have those, we have those players that just want to play against the same skill and they don't have, they don't want to deal with people who are, 10 times better than them and then they just get squashed you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i understand it's it's a really weird thing i I don't know the whole science behind it and how yeah i don't think i fully understand it either. yeah because like i've mentioned before siege goes through the same thing all the time like i'll play casual modes and i'll just get dumped on uh but then if i switch over to ranked it's like oh now we're putting you in the same you know skill level as as you hopefully (laughs) you're like 
crossing your fingers at that point. But say if you say if you have someone in your squad who is a higher level than you and then you're a lower level, it's going to put you against like players that are a higher level because you're playing with someone who has a higher level than you. And so it's like it's yeah. It's like this weird thing where they can't find like this medium beat where it just like kind of levels itself out for everyone. And I, I really don't know like yeah. the, the science behind it. I'd love to talk to someone about it because it's just one of those things that most multiplayer games uh, go through. And mm-hmm. I, I've noticed yeah. this in COD lately, too. It's like uh, the I'll play against a, a lobby of, of players who and COD does not have ranked, but like you have levels, right? Like. I played against a guy, I played against a whole squad the other day who was like over level 100 and I'm like level 90 or whatever and I just got pooped on. But like I also played another match the other day where they were all over level 100 and I actually, my team who was like 90s, 80s, 70s, we were able to beat them. So it's like, in that case, it's just for show. Like their rank is just for show. It doesn't really matter. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, the rank is showing you that they play a lot of call of duty, so they're probably pretty good. So with this sort of thing, it's like, it's a, it's a whole, there's like a science behind it and I don't know how it works, (laughs) but I really want to learn how it works because it's, it's frustrating for some people and I've been there and I know what it feels like. So. Um, we also have a, a question from Bradley. Bradley, I'm going to save your question for next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to email us. Um, we're going we're gonna to cap off this episode uh, with our old buddy, Steve Fontana. Uh, of course, you remember Steve. Always writes in with a character of the week. And Steve is back along uh, with this show. Um, Steve writes in, hey, squad, welcome back. I missed yous. Um, character of the week for you. Uh, the character of the week is named Geneva. The combat medic, the combat medic, and Geneva is a support character. Uh, the lore behind Geneva is as follows: Geneva was a child when the games began. She idolized the champions for years and even joined the military to get training to join the games. Unfortunately, during an operation, she was left without her sight. Oh, interesting. Dejected because she cannot join the games as she always dreamed, but she was determined uh, through cybernetic enhancements of her own invention, she can now sense those in need. She joins the battle as the combat medic, able to sense those who are wounded and able to offer help to those who are. Passive ability is called death vision. You can see death boxes on the compass and map. That's cool. That is really cool. I like that a lot. That feels like a that feels like really balanced and like also utilizing something that's already designed. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, tactical ability is called med kit. Uh, you can use a med kit on a squad member. Take out a kit and hold L1 to heal your teammate. Interesting. I like that. Or, or if people on PC, you hold four um, and you would be able to heal your teammate that way. Mm. I like that. I like that as well. Uh, ultimate ability. Although what's the difference between that and lifeline? Just dropping a med kit for somebody mm. or lifeline. Yeah. But maybe they're like, maybe they can continue fighting and you just heal them from behind. Mm-hmm. Well, they can keep shooting. That, that could, be, could cool. be cool. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Geneva's ultimate ability is called so- No Soldier Left Behind. You pick up Squadmate's death box and increase speed by 30% when you're carrying it. You're easier to hit as you have a giant box on your head. <laughs> so if somebody goes down, you, you use your ultimate as Geneva. You run in, pick up their their death box carried on your shoulders, but you gain 30% movement speed. That could be cool too. That. Cause that's like one of the main problems I run into is like, Oh shoot, they're camping the death boxes, you know, like, uh, 
if there was a hero who could foreseeably get in there quickly, pick him up, get out. I don't know though. I feel like we'll eventually see another meta character. The more I think, I think so. I like this idea of, of a character like this, but Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, I think we'll see another meta character. So like maybe they'll have some sort of, similar idea that we're talking about here that steve presented yeah i i think there's i think you're onto something steve uh steve caps off saying i like to think she looks a bit like yuna from final fantasy 10 with a blindfold on and bayonetta style set of combat boots on well there you go uh steve thank you for writing that character of the week thank you for continuing to do that tradition we always love reading these off on the show and i know listeners uh really appreciate um, you taking the time to to write out these these fun characters so that we can all kind of deliberate and and contemplate what they would look like in the game, and maybe one day you'll see one of your characters in the game. That'd be, that wild, would be wild, wouldn't it? Uh, of course, this has been episode 30 of Jumpmaster, OKBeast.com's uh, Apex Legends podcast. Uh, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at It's Van Aken on Twitter. Andrew is at Papa Drew Bear. Uh, please review and subscribe to Jumpmaster on Apple Podcasts. Um, or really whatever your podcast platform of choice is, but Apple podcasts really helps us out. We're nearing 200 reviews on Apple podcasts, which is really awesome. And then I just really want to say thank you to anybody who's ever left us a review. Um, we, we really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Um, of course, support us on patreon.com slash okbeast, uh, and then discord.com or okbeast.com slash discord. If you're looking for a discord, if you join the discord, don't be a turd where we, we is an inclusive place. We like to have fun. We like to enjoy each other's company. If you are an asshat, you will be kicked. That is the plain, the, the, the plain It is a fun symbol. place. I can guarantee that. It is a fun place. Uh, we, we have a lot of fun in, in the Discord. Of, of course, again, that is okbeast.com slash Discord. And then new episodes of this show, don't forget, come out every other Friday. Next episode, we're going to be diving into season four. We're going to have yeah. the game in our hands. Uh, next episode comes out February 7th. We're going to be joined uh, by a good friend of ours, a uh, fellow podcaster, um, Khalif Adams. Uh, you know him from Spawn on Me. He's been featured on GameSpot, New York Times, freaking a ton of places. Go to twitter.com slash Kajakins. That's his, his profile. You'll see all of his accolades over there. Ka is a good friend of ours. He's been a big supporter of OK Beast for a long time. And we also all play Apex together very often. Yeah. Um, and so Kaz is going to be on the show. Uh, of course, if you want to get a sneak peek at, at Khalif and what he does, head over. Uh, check out the Spawn on Me podcast. Uh, you can find them on Apple Podcasts as well. Spotify. And they, they kind of talk about um, the, the Spawn on Me is all about highlighting people of color in the games industry, uh, dissecting a lot of the latest news. And, and uh, one thing that Spawn on Me does that I love, they have so many awesome um, guest interviews. And it's something that I want to get better at. Um, uh, Ka is very good about getting people on his show. They had uh, w- one recent one that really stands out. Um, they had um, character. They had, oh, what was, what's his name? Freaking Die Hardman. From um, Death Stranding, from, yeah. From Death Stranding. Yeah. yeah, so that was an awesome interview to listen to. Um, and and yeah, so if you're if you're into that kind of thing, go check out Spawn on Me. Uh, great podcast, great folks over there. And they've been really supportive to us over the years, so we'd love it if you showed them some love. Uh, of course, get your questions ready for next episode. We're going to be talking all about Season 4, um, so get your questions in at OKBeast now on Twitter uh, with the hashtag JumpMaster and hello at OKBeast.com with the subject line JumpMaster podcast question. Uh, That's going to do it this week. Uh, Don't forget, check out the OKBeast podcast every Monday. And that's going to do it. Andrew, thank you for joining me. 
Stay legendary. This is my favorite.